0: talkzone.com
2: Welcome to the two guys at a mic show, covering a lot more in between. That's what we do here, uh, over, under, and in between. We try to cover it all. They only give us 58 minutes and 18 seconds, sometimes shorter than that, if our commercials get in the way. But we do the best we can, the coach and the big dog. With you up until 11 o'clock, the big dog, I know you're recovering at home, but uh, I think Stanley Cup Finals fever has finally hit the city of Chicago officially The hockey helmets, I don't know if you saw this or not, but the Blackhawk hockey helmets are now being doned by the famous lions outside the Art Institute. Hockey fever has caught the city of Chicago.
1: Coach, there is nothing like having those lions wearing some (laughs) form of athletic apparel. If they are, it typically means that there's a great Chicago team, and they're in their particular finals or World Series yep. or Super Bowl. So it, it's good to know <laughs> that the Lions have on. A, a, you know what is funny? Is they had to knock out a couple of the fangs of the of the Lions just to make it look like a hockey player.
2: <laughs> yeah, to fit the hockey helmet over the mains is not so easy. Do you think, my friend, in honor of all of our soccer fans out there, that uh, in 33 days from now when the United States shocks the world? and takes the World Cup, that the Lions will be wearing a USA World Cup jersey.
1: Um, is there any players from, from Chicago there? Is Freddie Adu from Chicago, Coach? Freddie Adu is oh, he not. he didn't even make the team. Ha, ha. Never mind.
2: There's a little local flavor on the World Cup team. In fact, thanks for asking. Bob Bradley, the fine United States coach, uh, named officially the team as of yesterday. and Amongst them, uh, Demarcus Beasley, who played for the Fire, and a kid who grew up in Arlington Heights, Jonathan Specter. So, uh... Right back at you, my friend.
1: Oh Well, I, I'm glad to know that there's a, a Chicago connection, but yeah. I, I don't believe they'll be wearing the, the Team USA jersey. Okay. I, I, I don't remember, like, Miracle on Ice getting a, <laughs> a, a, a hockey sweater, and they've been doing that, putting the stuff on the Lions for a, a long time. It is,
2: it is a great Chicago tradition. How are you? Been doing great to talk to you again, our uh, Phone number, folks, you want to talk some sports with us or just send some good wishes to the Big Dog, either will be rightfully accepted. We're going to go off the sports page as well today. We talk about uh, the BP oil spill. It's a big day with the top kill in effect today. we got to talk about that, a winner in American Idol. So we'll we'll jump off the sports page as well. But our phone number, 888-463-6748. Most importantly, Big Dog, we know you had the big bicycle spill. You were resting uh, uncomfortable yesterday. Give us a status report on your bruised and battered body.
1: Well, I, I, I can move now. And by the end of the day, I was actually considering going and, and working out, but my roommate was wow. like, dude, you can barely get up the stairs. You know, so I just I want to do it for him because he's he's in the middle of uh, of losing weight, so I didn't want to affect his workout schedule, so okay. I was gonna go and he was like, No, 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 I'm fine. And by the way, my roommate coach I will personal train people okay just to, just to let anybody out there know just, just, just the way I do it he has never went on a so-called diet he's never cut back on what he eats I, we just changed the stuff that he eats and it's actually delicious he actually loves he's eating more calories now per day than he used to but now all the
2: food he eats is natural
1: his weight was 346 pounds Wow.
2: And Ooh, which which woman? is this? Body fat. Is this Russell or Mahmoud?
1: This is Russell. And Russell. He's, he's the Asian dude. Okay, he, he ate a lot of white rice. Wow. A lot of uh, a lot of food that will bloat you and make you fat. Okay, well, well, Russell, right now he weighed in the other day at two hundred and sixty-four pounds. Okay, this, this is this is this is in seven months, Coach. How about Russell? Months. He he is basically he has lost twelve pounds a month. Mm-hmm. And everybody like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. 346 to 264. And his body fat percentage is under 25. It was We had it at like 23 and a half. I don't believe those things. Wow. So I'm just going to say it's 25. So we, I did the math. He has lost 114 pounds of fat and put on 34 pounds of muscle in, in seven months. Highlight. This kid looks totally different. We go out now and girls are hitting on him constantly. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what to do, Joel. I'm like, just don't. Don't because he 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 had a little he's had a little girl trouble, and it went from he couldn't get any girl to talk to him, and now he's determining which one he wants to go out with. Wow! And now girls are like, "Hey, you're getting too skinny," and he's just laughing about it. He doesn't even know what to do. So, Mm -hmm. if you want personal training sessions, you have a chance with the big dog. Call up Dave Olson. We'll talk you off there. So you
2: are (laughs) all of a sudden David Olson's your manager. So you are it's an odd odd uh, roommate relationship, male on male. You are the personal trainer. For the guy who lives in the same house as you, it's kind of an odd situation. Nothing romantic, though, correct?
1: Uh, nothing romantic. Okay. I've five roommates. Uh, there's six <laughs> people live in our house. We have a you know it's five bedroom house. Yep. You know we so it's, trust me, it isn't like we're breathing down each other's neck. and okay. You know, and most of us, and it's been really nice because my my most of my roommates, besides Russell, are in Hawaii right now.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So basically, I got to be quite honest with you. Cloudy cooks absolutely deliciously. He normally cooks for us. But I, he doesn't cook the way I want him to cook, and he, he's too stubborn to change. So during, this is no joke, during the 10 days that they've been gone, and it's just he's eating exactly what I told him to eat, he's mm-hmm. lost 18 pounds. There it is. And in 11 days, he's lost 18 pounds. Wow.
2: They may have to stay in Hawaii a little bit longer.
1: Yeah. Basically, he said, Russell said to me last night, Russell, excuse me, uh, he's like, he's like, uh, when they get back, I, I we're going to continue eating like this. I don't care what they make for dinner or whatever. We're going to understand. Just get down to 155 pounds. you fat bastard. You stop eating. <laughs> What's the problem? Stop eating. That's all you can do it. You don't understand anything. Do you understand that? <laughs> the, the thing is, I got to eating all day long, coach. I'm yeah. always have, telling him to eat. He, at first, nobody in the house. Believe me.
0: Yeah, so it you is. You got to
1: I- do this. You got to eat more fat. You got to do like a bunch of different stuff, and yeah. now I think when they come back and they see what happened to Russ, they're gonna maybe they'll actually believe me. It's, it's so not we'll a we'll real
2: complicated it. method. All of a sudden, David Olson, I feel like we're running a fifty-seven-minute infomercial here for the Big Dog's personal training. But it's, it, it honestly is not that complicated of a process. Big Dog, oh. help me out here. Basically, you don't got to be a rocket scientist. You need to exercise more. You need to eat less, and what you're oh, eating. And by the don't way, don't we didn't less. say you need starve to eat yourself. More often. Eat, you, yeah, don't need, eat,
1: you don't eat less, Coach. Thank you. I want to. Okay. N- absolutely not. You don't eat less. You well, eat more often throughout the day, and you only eat national, natural products. Yeah, I don't I, care I, if you eat I, stuff that is so-called fat or if it has sugar in it. Yeah. I just don't want you to eat something where it has 900 ingredients on the box. Yeah,
2: yeah, point well taken. But I think for most of our listeners, at least you know, maybe some of them that aren't going to go the vegan way, that you are eating a little bit. Did you say what did you say? Maybe? I was just throwing out the all oh, natural. No, no, coach, I eat so much meat; it's not even I okay. Eat, you're, you're not even listening to what I'm No, I'm no, no. Make, I'm agreeing with you. I'm, a, I'm agreeing with you with a slight twist. I was going to make the point: you do need to eat. You can't starve yourself. That diet won't let you. Do need to just eat a little bit less and eat smarter. And as you're saying, you really don't even need to eat less. You just no,
1: no, absolutely not. Russell's eating more than he used to eat. I just have him eating all day long. Mm-hmm. He eats all day long, and, and you know the funny thing? People, like, I'm going to cut fat out of my diet. The first thing I do with him is I put so much fat into his body during the beginning of the day. Your body, it's really smart, coach. It's really amazing how, if like when you swim, uh, fat makes you more buoyant, it makes it, it makes it easier to swim. Your body yes. doesn't burn fat while you swim. Yep. Your body knows what to do with it. So if you don't eat any fat in the morning. Your body will refuse to burn fat. It'll be the last thing it'll burn is energy because it doesn't think you're going to get fat into your system. So if you eat a bunch of fat in the morning, it'll put away your hunger pain so you won't be hungry, first and foremost. And secondly, if you exercise, your body will burn fat off your body the whole time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you want to lose weight, burn fat, get in better shape, you got to eat fat in the morning. Interesting. It, it, it really is now that, that simple, that, Coach.
2: That's a new one on me. I've not heard that. So uh, you're basically saying... Uh... That you almost have to train your body each and every morning to burn the fat. If you don't train it to burn the fat in the morning, it kind of sits and lets the fat build up the rest of the day?
1: Well, yeah, it, will, it won't. Your body is not going to burn fat the rest of the day. Interesting. It, it, so if, if, your body is really smart. So if you eat nothing but I'm, I'm going to eat a light breakfast, i, I have some fruit. <laughs> okay. What ends up happening is, first of all, your body doesn't think it's going to get enough calories. So it ends up going into starvation mode. Mm-hmm. Secondly... Your body will crave carbohydrates all day long. We haven't had a lot of doctors and dietitians on our shows over the last eight years. Believe this or not, Coach, I listen intently to all of them and take a little bit out of whatever they're saying. Yep, That is true. If you eat sugar in the morning, you will crave sugar the rest of the day. And we've had a couple different doctors say this, and I've tested it out through my last three years of trying to do everything right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot, we've had doctors tell us this. You have to eat fat in the morning in order for your body to burn the optimum amount of fat. And mm-hmm. it is so true. And now, without a doubt, Russ is completely in 100% agreement with me after this past uh, 11 days. He's like, like, I had no idea it would be this easy. He's like, the kid's giddy. He walks around happy all day. This guy hasn't smiled in three years. And over the last two weeks, he's he's like, I can't believe how easy this is, Coach.
2: 340-pound Asian roommate now down to a semi-svelte 260. And I don't know about fighting off the women, but all of a sudden finding his attractiveness level to the opposite sex. Increasing. What more What more do you need? Like I said, I feel like it's an infomercial here, but it's uh, good stuff you're throwing out to us, Big Doug. I always appreciate that.
1: Coach, I, I, a lot of interesting stuff happens to me, and sometimes I'm almost like afraid to say it because some people might think I'm making this stuff up. Right. But the best way for me to put it is we've been watching our friend TJ's house. TJ has a hot tub. The other day, he calls me up, and he's like, Joel, you got to get over here. I went over there. He's got like six girls in the hot tub with him. Okay, one's making out with him. I'm like, Russ. And he's like, man, life is good. Life is just really good. Okay, I mean, I can go on and on about that, but all I can tell you is the man was telling people what to do when those girls were doing it. I was really impressed with him. He's a whole new man, Coach, a whole new man.
2: All of a sudden, our infomercial David Olson has taken a different twist. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what we're advertising all of a sudden. But, uh, any of hey! Our, any of our fitness experts out there, you uh Care to uh, take issue with the big dog or care to agree? Uh, we're right here for you, 888-463-6748, 888 6748 All of a sudden, we're self-help radio here and the two guys in a mic show. Well, I,
1: I kind of want to be coach. Yes, I will tell you this. Yes, The type of food that I have, every would have people eating, you have to eat a lot of food that will combat cholesterol. Because yep. like people like you, you would be worried at first because you'd be like, Joel, this has a lot of cholesterol in it, this has a lot of... Because so you have to worry about that. That is the one thing. There's always drawbacks. So you you have to eat a lot of like pears, a lot of dietary fiber, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, a lot of uh, oatmeal, a lot of oats in order to make sure that the cholesterol does not collect in you. Does the
2: instant oatmeal Quaker Oats instant oatmeal does that count? Well, of course it does. It just doesn't taste as good as when when you make it the old-fashioned way. When but you it, tell your girlfriend to do it. Well, but it does count. I mean, it's it's still so good. From all the oh, oatmeal? Because it isn't oat. It, it, it isn't oat. They just, I don't know how they process it okay. or whatever, Coach.
1: But, okay. yeah, I mean, it, it's oat. I mean, oatmeal cookies are good for you, too, as long as oh, no. you make them with real butter, yeah. real sugar, and, yeah, and oat.
2: You know I don't what I know mean? about it's, that. There there might be I might take issue with them that. There's a, a lot of people think oatmeal cookies are, oh, oatmeal. You know. No, there's a lot of bad stuff in, in some. Oatmeal cookies, too. Just because. I, I couldn't
1: agree more, especially if yeah. you get the packaged stuff that has 900 ingredients in it. Yep. Coach, I, when I explain the stuff that it's okay to eat, I, I assume that somebody is also going to get up and, and exercise for 45 minutes, six mm-hmm. days a week.
2: Yeah. Remember okay. the doctor yeah, we, right. had, we had on our morning show on a regular basis? Remember Dr. Udo Erasmus? I love that dude. And you know what, Coach?
1: He's one of those guys <laughs> like He knows about good fats. Like, yeah. You need to eat good fats. I love Udo Erasmus. And I also <laughs> like that doctor we used to have on, too.
2: <laughs> oh, and everybody thought it was a bit that he was a character, because we did have some bits and some characters on the old radio show, but Dr. Yudo Erasmus from somewhere in upper Pacific, California, he yeah, was you know, he was for real, and everybody it, thought it was a joke just because of his name, but Dr. Udo Erasmus, and uh, he was a big-time fish oil guy, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh,
1: fish oil, uh, stuff to get any place you can get Omega-3s out of, uh, yep. anything that's had the good quality fats that I'm talking about, the ones that you eat and your body's like, oh, let's burn fat now that you're eating this. So I love uh, that dude. I love that. The biggest problem is we needed to call him Chuck or something. Because because he had kind of a weird voice, a weird voice, and a name like that. People never took his outside the box thinking it's seriously. True.
2: It's very true. Sad but true. A lot of people probably eighty eight percent of the people just because of name and because of voice inflection and the accent probably shot him down right there. Yeah, and and if he would have been
1: like uh Make sure to starve yourself and exercise until you yeah. drop. Because it was like what everybody else thinks. Eat diet food, sugar-free and fat-free. You know, if he would have said all that, people would have believed him. But he was <laughs> saying stuff that makes you, you really have to think about in order to think if it's real or true or not. I'm, so. I'm
2: still laughing at your comment. I love Dr. Udo. I, I love Udo Erasmus, And I love the doctor, too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's outstanding! Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. But overall, Big Dog, yet for those that did not tune into yesterday's show, Big Dog got hit. Well,
1: okay, by I a car riding something. your bicycle. I got to admit something. It was completely one hundred percent my fault, yes. and I was the one who hit the car. Yes. Okay, so I, I realized that when I was getting all these comments on my Facebook, I realized I really didn't put it in correctly. Mm-hmm. I should have been like, "I am an idiot. Yeah. I hit a car." Okay. Well, on
2: our on our radio show, you explained it perfectly. Okay, you took okay. full blame. Okay, good, good.
1: Because mm-hmm. I mean, people are like, "You should get that guy." I don't know what happened. The guy left. Okay, uh, I, but all I know is this: I was wrong. Okay, yeah. and and to be quite honest with you, I, my body is really sore right now, Coach. But I will take being this sore for a year compared to what possibly I could have yes. done to myself for being an idiot yep. going as fast as I was mm-hmm. through that particular intersection. Just to show and you, you the loyalty
2: of some of our listeners, though, Big Dog, uh, who heard the show yesterday, there are people that uh, started a contribution thing for offering a reward for the car that you, uh, you know, that they were trying to defend you that the car might have sniped you a little bit. So people were actually contributing money for a reward to help your cause, and I'm checking the totals right now. Okay. We are up to $4.75 contributed by the listeners. You should be darn they proud. They were
1: actually going to pay the guy money that hit me? Or at least they thought it no, 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 a reward.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's what they're doing.
1: You might uh, need to re- I, reread I, that. I think they were like, uh, thanks a lot. You almost took them out. See that?
2: I might have misinterpreted you got to read the fine print. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! All right, but I'm glad I'm glad you're doing better because you're right. No, no, yeah.
1: I, I'm fine. I got my my ankles are. It's funny. It's like I, I can't even explain how each individual part hurts. Yep. Because it doesn't make any sense. You said yesterday you know your I mean? wrists are killing me, though, Coach. The wrists hurt most okay. of my body.
2: Because you said yesterday was the left patello and right patello that was injured the most.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? Now that I realize something, that's just a bruise on yes. my, my on my buttocks. But my wrists hurt like like they're injured. You know, okay. not, it's not like I'm hurt, I'm injured in right. my wrist, so.
2: Yeah, you said um, ribs
1: or wrist? Wrist,
2: wrist. Oh, wrist, okay.
1: Yeah, my my ribs are fine, believe it or not, and luckily, all rib injuries
2: mm-hmm.
1: are those, like, the only thing that even hurts as close as a rib injury is when you get a, 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 a nail ripped off of a finger or a toe. Yeah. Yeah, that's nasty. And, but, yeah, but those are the Every, bigger stuff goes away, like. In, like, four or five days, ribs will hurt for months yep. when you hurt your ribs. A
2: rib injury and a, a bad cough or allergy season is a brutal combination.
1: You know, it's funny you said that. Uh, I was on...
2: Nothing funny um, about that at all.
1: Well, I, I was on uh, Black and Blue City. We were filming it on whatever day it was, Wednesday or Tuesday, okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they got uh, the, the, the pollens out, those big white clumps of hair that are just flying around everywhere.
2: Okay. And it's the cottonwood trees. That's cottonwood what it's trees, from. They, the thank you, David. Our trees.
1: resident expert, David Olson. And I'm, you know, we are legitimately counting down to start filming the show. And out of nowhere, one of those things <laughs> shoots and goes right down my throat, Coach. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm like nobody knows what happened because I can't see. <laughs> I pop up and just start coughing and like violently. Okay, it's starting my hernia and I'm running a, and I'm puking up, like spitting stuff on over. Like, what the hell just happened to him? <laughs> and one person saw, it, like the, one of the producers, she saw and she ran over. And she's like, something flew in his mouth <laughs> and just, I'm like, hacking up. That like, incident, right, right like, there, no.
2: David Olson. You've only known Joel for a short period of time. That incident, sort of symbolic of the big dog's career, life, and general way of life. Your big moment on TV right before it's about to start and one of the allergenic cottonwood things get caught in the back of your throat.
1: Yes, but, Coach, legitimately, less than a minute later, I had downed, like, three things of water. Yeah, I was sitting down, and I I, I was like, okay, I can go. And now, Chet does his opening. And my my buddy, the guy that I'm doing it with, Matt Benson, assumes that he's gonna get the first question because he can tell I don't feel good, and Chet throws it right to me. You should see me in the first question. I was like, yeah, and but I look like I look like somebody was trying to uh, put a fist up somewhere that shouldn't belong. It's not good, coach.
2: <laughs> oh, that's classic. I'm just picturing the visual. Is that on the website right now?
1: Yeah, though. Yeah, no, please, everybody, if you can, <laughs> we need as many hits as okay. possible. On this, if you go to WCIU, if you just look at, wait a second, because it'll—it's one of the five things that are rotating on the top. Just click on it, or go to Black and Blue City and make comments. Even if they're bad, just don't swear about me. You can go ahead and make fun of me; I can deal with it. But if you—if you like it, please make good comments because WCIU is determining whether or not they're going to make it a paid show. So please, people, I need—I I need real work for the first time in my life. So. <laughs>
2: I actually went uh, to the site this morning and did that big dog, and there are five things that are rotating up there, and Black and Blue City is the fifth thi- thing. But right underneath the banner, there's one, two, three, four, five, and if you click 5, it'll take you right to Black and Blue City.
1: Oh, uh, thank you very much, David. I, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely put that on my Facebook page. So Interesting.
2: I appreciate it. Interesting. Yeah, or, else, you, or else you got to sit there for about 20 seconds for it to come around. Whatever you do, by the way, don't click 3. I did that by mistake. It's the uncut tapes of the old George Lopez
1: shows.
2: (laughs) Believe me, you don't want to watch that.
1: Oh, no, you do not want to watch that.
2: The shower scene particularly disturbing at 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, (laughs) All right. Have we got all that minutiae out of the way? Can we talk sports, Big Dog? Yes, yes, please. I don't know what I'm more excited about. The Indy 500 coming up, the French Open. It rained. It rained on the red clay in the French Open, Big Dog. Orlando beat the Celtics again, and our beloved Cub got defeated. I'll leave it to you. Where do you want to go?
1: Uh, might as well go, I don't want to talk about it. I, I talk enough about the Chicago Cubs, and if they lose, I don't want to talk about them here. Because I, I don't want to sound mm-hmm. uh, mean. But my goodness, 14 hits, the Dodgers can get two errors, and you can't get a W? Catch the baseball. That's the problem. Fielding last night was abysmal.
2: Mm-hmm. You know who the new Cub killer is, by the way? This guy. Well, maybe. James Loney. Yes. Maybe it's just every time I watch. but uh, and I, and I don't watch that much Los Angeles Dodger baseball. But every time they play the Cubs, James Loney absolutely kills the Cubs. He did it again last night.
1: Do you, you remember what happened in the ninth or the nineteen ninety eight the two thousand and eight playoffs.
2: Big dog, I've been to uh I think two playoff games in my life. One of the playoff games I was at was the James Loney, what was it, fifth inning home run? Grand Slam. Yeah. Silenced the crowd. Remember all the Cubs that were so pumped up for the playoffs, yeah. That home run just silenced and it basically set the tempo for the rest of the series. The Cubs You collapse. know what?
1: I got to miss something. You know, I, I defend real Cubs fans. I don't defend the guys that uh, left the suburbs of Michigan to go find a real job here in the city of Chicago. So they're Tiger fans, and they, they happen to go to 25 games a year at Wrigley, and they get wasted and make real Cubs fans look like idiots. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about those. I'm talking about diehard Cubs fans. The, the 65% of the people that are in the park actually watching the game. The, the one thing that I hate about those people, 99% of them, which I'm one of them, but I'm, I, I really, I, I believe I'm in that 1%. That game against the Dodgers in the first inning, like there was a base hit and everybody was like, Oh no, we're going to lose. I mean, like, come on. And I really think that had a part of the the momentum role for the Chicago cup. Yep. Uh, guys, people, cup fans, just don't, don't always be so pessimistic. Don't, Put your face between your butt and kiss your butt goodbye just because uh, uh, something bad happened in the Chicago. I, I'm, I really am sick of the whole loser mentality amongst amongst mm-hmm. fans, coach. Yeah, this it, whole it, it, lovable loser thing—I don't find it cute. I don't find it funny, and I'm to be quite honest, I'm thoroughly disgusted and sick of it.
2: And it does—I don't know about consciously, but maybe subconsciously—it wears off into the players. It clearly it, did back it, in the 2008 playoff playoff series, and. You know from sports, Big Dog, if you play not to lose, as the Cubs did in that series, that's exactly what happens. So you lose.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah you play not to lose, and then you have Manny Ramirez, who's on yep. uh, more steroids than uh, Sergio <laughs> Oliva in his prime. And, and then you got James Loney, who for some reason decides to be the left-handed version of Steve Garvey every time he plays the Cubs.
2: Yes. Yeah, he almost hit for the uh, cycle last night, right? Single, yeah, double, triple. he was triple. a double
1: shy of it, a double shy of the cycle.
2: No, no, so. he got a double. I think he was a home run shy of the cycle.
1: I oh, saw. No, he had
2: a home run last night too, coach. Well, he? he had a triple too, and I saw him hit a triple and a double. Okay. So he was a single. How often does that happen when you're yeah. the only part of the cycle you don't get is a single? Well, you know what? It, I hate James Loney. Let's just, let's just maybe just make it as simple as
1: that. Mm-hmm. So, which is, is about as right. much of respect as I can give a player As a say I yeah. thoroughly load the man. Yeah. So,
2: Derek Lee, by the way, coming out of his slump, he got three hits. White Sox, better news here in the uh, city of Chicago. Baseball fans, you want to check in. Big Dog and the coach always, always ready to talk the little white, white small, round ball. 888 463 6748, the phone number. Nice win by the White Sox, five to four. But, um, Umpire Joe West throwing a few people out of the game. A little controversy, Big Dog, in the okay. White Sox game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was watching the game at the time because I couldn't get off the couch and pick the controller up. I'm going to tell you this straight up right now. Joe West was wrong. Those weren't box. Number two, I don't know what Ozzy Guillen did. Maybe he deserved to get thrown <clears> out of <throat> the game. Throwing Burley out of the game was stupid, and he did not deserve to have either balk called against him, and it did not he did not deserve to be thrown out of the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, but Hawkeye Harrelson... What he was talking about and what he was talking about with uh, with country Joe West was absolutely uh, – it was disgusting. I was so sick of listening to Harrelson, uh, Harrelson. He called it a travesty. You know what a travesty is? When you get a bunch of people together to blow up a building for religious reasons, that's a travesty. An umpire throwing a pitcher out of a game is not a travesty. He was acting like it was the worst thing that had ever happened on yeah. the planet. Relax, Harrelson, okay? Uh, the country Joe West may have lost it as a, as an umpire. But the way he was talking, I mean, I'm just so sick of the victim mentality that Ken Harrelson has as the mm-hmm. announcer to the Chicago White Sox.
2: Yeah, he takes... I mean, I mean, just he, get off of your
1: freaking bandwagon.
2: <laughs> he does take Homer to a new level. and uh, Yeah. He, you know what a
1: true Homer does? You know what a true Homer does, Coach? He says the truth. He roots for his team, but he yeah, says the truth. Exactly. What, what Harrelson? It's, it's not even a homer. It's, it's, does he really think that every single White Sox fan is stupid and doesn't see what's going on? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's it's a little too much. It's way, way, way too much. Yeah.
2: Okay. And, and it works on the opposite end too. When things are going against the team, or when the game team is losing, he's completely dead. Doesn't even basically shows zero respect to the opposing team. I mean, you know, he's still announcing a sports contest when a guy hits a home run on the other team. Yes, you may be rooting for your home team, but you still got to at least talk about it. And you know, it it is a home run. It is a big hit that brings in a couple of runs instead of dead silence. So he is, yeah, he takes the homer definitely to the extreme where it becomes a, a negative. But uh, country Joe. Firing on Ozzie Gein, threw him out of the game. Then Burley, I guess, on balk number two, just tossed his mitt up in the air. Well, no, and,
1: no, it was, it was, it was. He took, he didn't toss it in the air. It never even went above his nipples. He kind of like took his glove off and it fell okay. to the ground. Coach,
2: that's that's that's. I didn't see it, but I'm going to say right now, that's a, just a bad call, way overreaction by Country Joe.
1: A hundred, I couldn't agree a hundred percent. It was a bad call. And maybe Joe West has something against the White Sox, or or he might. He I'm not saying he isn't. Harrelson's tirade was one unprofessional and embarrassing to him. If he could listen to that again, he should be embarrassed mm-hmm. about how he how about how he overreacted. Where
2: about where it. was the voice of reason, Steve Stone, during all this? He was all he said was that wasn't a balk, and he was right. Well, he should and stop. He basically let Harrelson
1: dig a hole for himself yesterday. Actually, I'm kind of laughing. I'm like, who the heck is this guy? travesty. It, I can't believe the injustice. I mean, I was, like, what the heck? Was, this the, was this the Birmingham Jail? I mean, in Martin Luther King put there for like, you know, I mean, it was unbelievable the uh, stuff goodness. that I was hearing coming out of his mouth.
2: By the way, I don't know if you heard Ozzie's press conference. You definitely didn't hear everything coming out of his mouth because most of it was bleep. But reading some of the quotes in the paper, Ozzie and he's going to be fined a large sum of money and he'll be missing some White Sox games in the future, Big duck.
0: He basically
2: well, uh, called Country Joe West press conference after the game a piece of yeah, and he wasn't he calling him pork run.
0: Yeah.
2: So I think Ozzy um he well, he's leaving tomorrow for his son's graduation. Uh huh. He might be able to take a couple of weeks off, I think.
1: Uh, you know what? Uh yeah. That might be that might be a good thing for the for the White Sox players. Yeah. He hit out of the dugout for like, mm-hmm. uh, like a week or two. Yeah, and you know, I like,
2: you know, for the most part, I like Ozzy, And I know he's, uh, he's on tenuous terms right now with uh, Kenny Williams. Bottom line is the Sox won the ballgame, by the way, five to four. The the Marks brothers finally getting it done. Teehan and Kotze hitting the ball a little bit. Bobby Jenks, a disaster in the bullpen again. He's he's done, Big Doug. He looks like he's just completely flattened out as a reliever.
1: It's amazing how up and down he's been because, yeah, he was horrible. And then he took the automatic closer role from him, being like, "Hey, we're gonna mix and match." All of a sudden, he comes in the, the first game after he had got that, the, like the the fact that he was the definite closer. The first one, two, three inning, do nothing but strikes, attack the strike zone, and then ever since, you know, I was like, hey, you know, maybe that's all he needed was that he challenged. And then ever since I said that, coach, he's worse than he was before. Yeah.
2: So yeah. Not good. Not good. Tony Pena, on the other hand, you but Burley gets thrown out in the. uh well, with one out in the third inning, something like that early in the ball game, Tony Pena came in and uh, pitched four shutout innings. He, along with Sergio Santos, a couple of young, promising pitchers. Actually, I don't know how young Tony Pena is. What is he about?
1: I would say he's in his late twenties, coach. That's I would what they say 27. That's so. what they
2: list him at. <laughs>
1: yeah, but yeah, Randy Williams also came in like right. He replaced Burley and gave him a couple good innings. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely the, the Chicago bullpen. Um, minus uh, the Pillsbury throwaway. Uh, got it done yesterday.
2: <laughs> uh, White Sox taking on Tampa Bay. Sox fans, big series coming up. Four games starting today. Gavin Floyd on the mound. That should be a little bit of a test with or without Ozzy Gee. And I would think, big dog, if the White Sox are going to make, hay. Uh, you do it against right now anyways, the best team in baseball could be, if they can pull a few games out here, could be a nice confidence-building series for the White Sox.
1: Yeah, you know, forget confidence building. They need to win ball games in in a hurry, coach. But yeah, you're right. I I know what you're talking about getting that momentum and keeping the string up. Hey, they're playing they're playing the the Rays after they've lost a few. The Rays have lost four games in a row, so um, maybe this is a time to, to make some hay against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I gotta see you look at that starting staff for the the Tampa Bay Rays. Legitimately, they're the next starting staff for the for the the Mets, the Yankees, and the Cubs three or four years from now because. All those kids can freaking throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're not going to be able to keep any of them.
2: So sad, but true. Sad, but true. Hey, quick MLB recap before we head to a break. When we come back, we'll talk some, uh, NBA's. NBA is the Orlando Magic on a roll, Phoenix and LA playing tonight, NHL hockey. And we'll get to, uh, the always exciting French open little Indy 500 talk as well. But the uh, big dog Yankees swept Minnesota yesterday, completed one game, finished another one nothing and three to two. And uh, Nick Swisher. Ninth-inning homer off a closer Jonathan Rauch, so a big win for the Yankees over Minnesota.
1: Yeah, they get it done, and Mariano Rivera, because yes. they finished the earlier game with uh, the the Twins. I mean, the Yankees won one nothing. got two saves in one day.
2: It's not bad.
1: No, that's pretty good. And people were wondering at the beginning of the day if he was if he was washed up. You know, that was like yeah. the whole thing. Is Rivera done? Well, by the end of the day, he had two saves, and it's gotten... Uh, six outs, and did it basically one, two, three.
2: He had blown a couple of games recently, but uh, Mariano Rivera, far from being washed up. Anaheim knocked off Toronto six to five. Interesting ball game. Here's Bobby Abreu who makes the error that allows the game to be tied up in the top of the ninth, but he comes back and hits the game-winning hit in the bottom of the ninth. I believe they call that redemption.
1: Yeah, and and, and oh, the, Bobby Abreu is just a good all-around ball player yep. coach. And, and, you know, it goes to show no matter who you are, if you make a mistake, you got to move on. Mm-hmm. Okay, you you got to figure out, and, and you, you you always in baseball you always got that chance deal you know, with usually in that game or the next day. But you know that's what you're supposed to do. You, you don't dwell on bad stuff that happens. You just figure out a way to make it better.
2: Mm-hmm. You mentioned a Tampa Bay best record in baseball, but they've lost four consecutive games. I don't. Know, I haven't even checked today. Maybe they don't anymore of the best no, record. No, they do. In baseball. Well, they still do, Coach.
1: All right, they're, they're at thirty-five and fifteen right now, which is seventy percent of their games they've won. Nobody's playing at a seventy percent clip right now in the game of baseball.
2: No, but the Boston Red Sox are getting close. They're the hottest team right now. They've won four in a row. They sweep Tampa Bay. They beat them eleven to three yesterday. Adrian Beltra. I didn't even know Adrian Beltra was on the Boston Red Sox. He hits two homers. Big Poppy is off and running. I don't use running with Big Poppy. Big Poppy is off and hitting. He got another Homer Red Sox four in a row sweep Tampa Bay. Boston. Boston big dog, they're back.
1: Yeah, they're back, and, you know, they were awfully banged up at the beginning of the year, and now yep. they're, they're starting to get healthy, and i I got to say, they got a trillion-dollar payroll, so mm-hmm. uh, there's definitely a lot of talent on that team. you just got to see if it comes to fruition.
2: Came down this morning, uh, looked at my wife, uh, drinking a cup of coffee, reading the newspaper. She looked just a little bit at the time like Red Sox second baseman Dustin Pedroia. That's not so bad. No. I enjoyed it. So bad. It. I enjoyed it. Colorado knocked off Arizona 7-3. to Our favorite pitcher, my favorite guy. Four in a row, by the way. Four in a row for the Rockies. Ubaldo Jimenez. He is uh, making a play for the All-Star game. Maybe Cy Young. His ERA right now, big dope. Point. Eight. Eight. He is. Ubaldo Jimenez.
1: You know, that, that kid is having a phenomenal season. He's one of those guys that his whole career, he was always like, oh, he's got a lot of potential. You know, he throws the ball 100 miles an hour. He's got movement and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? It's all coming together. And don't forget, he pitches half his games in Colorado. Okay, so your ERA is going to be inflated. But you know what? If you make people hit the ball on the ground or if you just make them miss completely, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that there's thin air up there, Coach.
2: Hey, he keeps he, he keeps pitching like that. There will be a lot of babies born in Colorado in the next three to six months. That will be named Ubaldo. Ubaldo will be a very popular name uh, for teenage kids in about 12 years in Colorado.
1: Um, I'm going to have to bet the under on that one,
2: Coach. Uh, don't kid yourself. I said a couple more games. A little Cy Young Award, and I guarantee you there'll be a Jewish family. There'll be a kid known as Ubaldo Schwartz playing <laughs> basketball for Highland Park High School in the not-too-distant future. All right, baseball recap, but uh, we ready to switch, uh, go to a different topic, Doug. Oh, absolutely, Coach, wherever you want. Beautiful. All right. We'll take a quick break. Big dog and the coach at your service. Phone lines are open. Dial it up 888-463-6748. You are listening and watching if you're on the webcast to the talkzone.com. Two guys, one mic, and one great producer, David Olson.
1: for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski on TalkZone.com.
2: All right, welcome back to the Two Guys and a Mic show. Let's pick up some uh, titillating tidbits, news, and notes in the world of sports real quick. And one uh, is is, got to mention this big dog, I think we did, on a day when you were not here, but Garrett Whittles... I don't know if you're following this story. The kid out of Florida International. Yes, got the yes, absolutely. Second longest hitting streak collegiate baseball history. He got a uh, double, I guess, or triple in his final at bat yesterday to keep the streak going. He's up to 49 now.
1: now he's up, That was two days ago when he got the hit in the ninth inning. He actually got another hit yesterday. Okay. Now it's up to it was today. Excuse me. Today he got another hit uh, in their in their conference tournament game, and he's up
2: to 50, Coach. Wait so. a minute. Today it's only 10-37.
1: Okay, but you got to realize in conference tournaments, they play four games on the same field wow. on the same day.
2: That's what updated information. The big deal so it right? It has, it's hit 50 as of this morning. Wow.
1: It's impressive. And he's went on the East Coast, so it was 11 o'clock in the morning over there.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, that is impressive because as we know, and we talked about this is one of the hardest streaks, one of the hardest records to break. Because of the consistency, day in, day out, day in, day out, and uh, Big Dog, you know, uh, with your constipation problems, you know how painful it can be. As the pressure builds, the pressure starts to mount.
1: Oh, I, I trust me, I, I know exactly when to talk about that type of pressure. That's Coach. what I
2: was trying to explain to you. I didn't quite do it beautifully, but I was trying to get that scenario across. But if, Garrett, if you'd have said
1: it in French, it would have sounded much better. <laughs>
2: Coach. But Garrett Whittles is doing it. Would you agree, to I mean, most common people think that's one of the tougher. Streak. They say the Joe DiMaggio 56-game Major League batting streak might be one of the records that will never be broken.
1: Well, if you're talking about single-season streaks, yes. Yes, I think that's, that's the, one of the single-season records that I don't think will ever be broken. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do think it's more likely that somebody hits in 57 games than somebody winning 512 ball games as a pitcher. There might, you might, we might more likely see somebody win 30 baseball games, Coach, in a season. than we will have a guy hitting... In 57 consecutive games to beat
0: the
1: streak. Mm-hmm. And I know 30 games wouldn't even be a record, but still, you know, I, 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 there's a possibility that somebody starts 35 games one year and goes like, you know, like 30 and three or something. Like mm-hmm. I really think that's more possible than hitting in 57 consecutive games.
2: Tomorrow, by the way, we got the author of a book on the, uh, it's called the 300 Club on uh-huh. pitchers who've won 300 games. And I think one of the themes is he wrote this book because uh, he believes we'll never see. At least in modern day, another pitcher win 300 games in a career.
1: Well, I can't wait to talk to this guy. Uh, that <laughs> no, 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 really, because that, that's that, it's a debatable subject. I yeah. mean, uh, three. No, that's. I mean, when people say that, don't forget, Greg Mattis got over 350 wins. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, I don't think it is unthinkable. I, I, I mean, I really don't think it's unthinkable that somebody does it. You get a guy that can. Uh, if you get a guy that can pitch for 20 years. Yeah, win 15 games a season. I I, mm-hmm. I don't think it is impossible or the era is dead yeah. like it once was. Coach.
2: Remember, he's trying to sell books, so be nice.
1: Oh, absolutely. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's the whole part of the debate, isn't it? Absolutely. He would rather have me disagree with him and create some controversy and get the word out than just be like, yep, yep no, you're right. You're probably right, not. Yep. He'd
2: probably yeah. have someone rather agree with him and help sell the books, to be honest with you. But I, I would prefer in the listeners we'll prefer you take issue with him. And I, maybe I even restated his case. It doesn't really matter. We'll talk to the dude tomorrow, author extraordinaire. I'll get his name in just a little bit.
1: By the way, I think Steven Strasburg might win 300 games.
2: He's awfully good. This Haven't
1: season. seen him pitch
2: in the major leagues yet, but uh, this he's season
1: He might win 300 games. Yeah, hey,
2: the Cubs got a young pitcher who may not be quite Steven Strasburg-like, but uh, is it Andrew Cashmere?
1: Yes, Andrew Cashmere has been freaking firing the ball, Coach. So uh, that, that's one guy everybody... You know, yeah, see, people are afraid to trade one of the five pitchers in the rotation right now to make room for Carlos Zambrano because they're like, mm-hmm. as soon as we do that, somebody will get hurt and all of a sudden we'll only have four pitchers. The way I look at it is, if they can get a good, some good quality players uh, in a trade and get rid of one of the five starters they have right now, or six, we'll call Zambrano. If they can trade Zambrano, get somebody. I'm mm-hmm. all for it. Okay, but um, that's what I'm thinking is. The Cubs should be willing to trade one of their starting pitchers to move Zambrano back in the rotation just for the fact if somebody does get hurt, you can move Cashman up to the Major League.
2: Mm-hmm. And so, I
1: yeah, I, I think they have a lot of flexibility right now. They need to take advantage of it.
2: And just in general, not even in this specific situation, there's a lot of people, a lot of skeptics that will say, well, you know, he's doing it in AAA with Steven Strasberg and Andrew Cashmere, but, you know, Major Leagues is a different thing. And they're right to a certain extent. But the way I look at it, Big Dog, is I think sometimes we, the average fan, we underplay, quote-unquote, AAA. We just write it off to minor league. Oh, those guys are going to go, AAA are guys that are one step away from the majors and some that have been in the majors, and they are itching. You talk about hungry. There's no hungrier players in all of sports than the AAA player that are one step away from getting the big contract and playing in front of the big fans. So you talk about a pitcher performing in AAA, he is getting guys out and striking people out and knocking people down against some of the best players in the minor leagues that are like one step away from the majors. To me, that's not insignificant.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree it's not insignificant, but I I will tell you a, there's been a lot of people that were dominant on the AAA level, and then and you find out that they're really quadruple A players. You know, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm willing to give the kid a shot. To be honest with you, I really am willing to give the kid a shot. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. Please try to make a move, and, and so you can uh, they can maybe you know you trade a starter, and you can get a dominant relief pitcher. You know what I mean? Or, like, two quality, like, one prospect and one good setup. No, man No such thing
2: anymore. There's, there's the, the dominant relief pitcher is a distinct species for the most part.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Well, if they can just say they can trade Gorzolani and they can pick up a future prospect that can give them something in the future and a guy right now that can pitch the seventh inning effectively for them, that isn't asking for too much, Coach. All right. You know what I mean? And then you put Zambrano back in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Everything is hunky-dory, and then when you know when somebody does get hurt this year, one of the starters are going to miss some time, you just move Cashman right up and you you let them fill in for however long uh, they need them to during that particular time whenever Mm -hmm. somebody gets hurt.
2: Somehow, looking at our program schedule given to me, and uh, uh, David Olson, our producer, very strict on what topics we talk about, this was supposed to be titillating tidbits, news, and notes. I have no idea how we uh, kind of sidelined off in a Cub Talk, but here we are.
1: I'm Uh, sorry, you are talking to me, Coach, so I kind of lean that way. Yeah,
2: I think I take some of the blame, too. I'm not quite sure how it happened. I'm embarrassed about it, but uh, we move on. We move on. Very quickly, the French Open, one of the four major tennis tournaments. Uh, we got a lot of tennis fans out there, Big Dog. Any interesting developments from Roland Garris Stadium here in Chicago, by the way? David, we like to call it Roland Burris Stadium. Thank you very much. But uh, rain out there, and rain on the red clay, Big Dog, is not a good combination.
1: No, no, but it is fun to see what happens to Serena Williams' dress when it gets all wet.
2: <laughs> She's wearing dark-colored shirts. Relax.
1: Oh, uh, well, yeah. That, that, that thing that Venus Williams wore the other day, what the heck was that? Seriously. It was a corset. I mean, seriously, if she had high heels on, she could have been in a Victoria's <laughs> Secret
2: catalog. <laughs> Uh, I didn't catch that. I have to talk to our ex-producer, Kevin the Swamp Rat Horan, who I'm sure is no, well, downloaded. He, he's speechless, so he won't be able to say a word oh, yet. Okay. After he saw that thing. okay. <laughs> Maybe he can give me sign language. Uh, but no major upsets so far, so all things carry on. It's a pretty cool tournament, though, and it is on the clay. And uh, I assume you know, the likelihood is we're going to see now Nadal take on Federer. And Nadal has dominated on the clay, correct?
1: Yeah, uh, it's... I, 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 Roger Federer won last year, but he didn't beat Nadal. Uh, I don't know what the record is. I, I yeah, think beat, Federer was it. S- beat so- him in the French Open, but I think he's only beaten Nadal like one time out of like the twenty they've ever played on clay against yes. each other.
2: Yes, yeah, that's that's why Nadal was dominant. I want to say last year he defeated Robin Soderling. Soder- yeah, I think that's
1: right because yeah, yeah. Uh, Nadal got knocked out by somebody else before yeah. getting to the finals against mm-hmm. uh, Federer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right. How about Indy 500 coming up this weekend? Earlier in the week, you were talking about going there. I don't think you are, but uh, it is racing's biggest spectacle. Helio Castroneves gets the pole position. Big dog, I know you love the pole position.
1: Yeah, that's as being Polish, it's my favorite position.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And all the girls out there, someday you should try it. Okay.
2: I'm assuming you are now envious of Helio Castroneves.
1: It all depends. I mean, uh, you know, I do like the guy's personality, but you know, he's got tax issues, coach. Yeah, I know he's supposedly gotten them straightened out, but once you mess with the IRS, they, they they're after you forever. That's Wesley Snipes.
2: It is a <laughs> it is a problem indeed. We did. Uh, I remember we did a survey on our old radio show and uh, which athletes have the most attractive wives. And I think uh, auto racers are right up near the top. Would you agree? Um, wives or girlfriends? No
1: doubt, auto racers. It goes auto racers, golfers, baseball players. I mean, it, that, in that order, boom, boom, boom. Interesting. I mean, it, it's no doubt. I would see this. When I would see these the baseball players' wives come in when I was working at Nike Town, I was like, oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? You know, I would see basketball players' wives come in. I mean, they would be nowhere near as good-looking as their girlfriends that would come in on days that the, that the wives weren't with them.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I'm being serious about that. <laughs> You know, but I mean, I mean, it'd be unbelievable. These basketball players will come in with these really their high school sweethearts mm-hmm. who ate their way into being a girl on the side, and then like the next day they will come in with their girlfriends. I'd be like, <laughs> "Dang, are you serious? <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm not kidding, Coach. I don't want to throw any names yeah. under the bus. No, here, but don't let me do that. You don't do that. But it happened a lot. Yeah. It's about just me to put it.
2: Life for professional athletes a rough way to go, Big Dog.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah. Unless you're a race car driver, okay? Because uh-huh. uh,
2: where do uh, just out of curiosity, where would you rate sports talk hosts in the uh, wives or girlfriend rankings?
1: Uh for the television hosts, they do very well. For radio, typically <laughs> people on radio have faces for radio like us.
2: So <laughs> Yeah, but we're talking the wives, so you know.
1: Come on. Well you did all right, coach. That's I don't talk you married up. I don't know how you did what you did. Okay. <laughs> okay you got to be pretty charming. Okay. <laughs> Oh, uh, everyone, I think about it every once in a while because you know, yeah. we'll talk about you and my friends. They're like, "Hey, is, is he married?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's got." Uh, how is she? I, she's gorgeous. Nobody believes me. They're like, "There's no way." Well, I There's remember no we
2: way. we went to your uh, wedding, uh-huh. and that was the first time they had met uh, Mrs. Cohen. And I remember uh, after the show, you were saying more than a few people were interested.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was funny because everybody was talking about Shanahan's wife and your wife. Yeah, I was like, "Hey, I got married. I had a wife too." Well, so. <laughs> Yeah,
2: but everybody was like, dang, you see Shanahan's wife? I was like,
1: please. Wait a like, minute. That was, that, that was Shanahan's that
2: was Shanahan's girlfriend at the time.
1: Yes, his girlfriend at the yeah. time. But, yeah, soon-to-be wife, and they're married now. So. Happily
2: married. God bless. Yeah, actually, no, seriously, they are happily married. Beautiful.
1: That, well, I, mean, I, that, I know people say that, but they actually are happily married. Lasted <laughs>
2: a year and a half. People said it wouldn't last. Uh, yeah, all but right. They'll be married forever. Again, they we got sidetracked. Uh, NBA basketball yesterday. Orlando knocked off the Celtics 113 to 92. All of a sudden, they've risen from the dead. Uh, it, all, it looks like the Boston Celtic tank, big dog, is empty. Now I don't know, you know, if they're going to find a pit stop and find a way to refuel. It's kind of a you're torn between two lovers right now. Orlando, all of a sudden, re-energized. Do you think the Celtics are done? The tank empty, or do they find a way? To win one more game,
1: yeah, that's yeah. I know you don't like the whole must-win conversation, considering that Boston can definitely. Build, build, if they lose, they they still have a game seven, but it's a must-win. Yeah, if they don't close out the Magic at home in Game Six, and it goes back to Orlando, I, Orlando's going to win that game, Coach. Mm-hmm. They will. So, um, you know, they they have proven they're better than the Orlando Magic. I I don't know what happened in yesterday's game. I was watching the Cub game. And the Magic were basically blowing them out all game. So I didn't watch very much of that particular game. I didn't see the whole Kendrick Perkins issue uh, where he got a technical foul and might have to miss this particular game six. And if Kendrick Perkins is out for the Celtics in game six, the Magic can exploit that. So Mm -hmm. that's going to be a gigantic loss for the Celtics because that was his seventh technical foul. And if you get seven in the playoffs, you automatically miss a game. It's Mm kind of like... uh, Sound like how Stalker with so many yellow cards As or whatever. As
2: well, you should seven technicals, not in the season, but just in the playoff series. Now the T that he got, the second one was a bad call, but nevertheless, I think the rule. I mean, seven Ts over the playoff series—that that's more than generous, I would think. But
1: uh, I, I, I couldn't agree more with that. I, maybe that was a bad call, but you know what? Did you have to get the first six? I don't think the yes. first six were bad calls. Exactly. It, it's, it's ridiculous. I always had a bunch of whining babies. I hate people who complain all the time when you think of the great players in the history of the nba and i'm talking about winning players if they had an issue with the official Mm -hmm. they they said one thing and and went away like michael jordan would say you know so he would say mr official mr official you know that was a horrible call and keep walking he didn't show them up and go and keep blabbing in their mouth Mm -hmm. you know so if you get a bunch of technicals if you get a reputation for being a whiner and a complainer i could care less yeah Seriously, and you get a couple bad calls against you. Well, maybe you should have grown up. Mm -hmm. You're making ten million dollars a year to play a game, and I understand there's a lot of emotion involved. Okay, well, keep your emotions in check. You're getting paid ten million dollars a game or a year to do it. Good point. Good
2: point. Well stated. Well stated. Real quick, because I want to get to the uh, off the sports page, the top kill situation with BPA, which is very interesting. Sports guys, um, talk a little environmental issues, but real quick, let me throw this scenario out at you. You know, I'm a forward thinker. I like to think ahead. And if the Celtics, if the Celtics are able to pull this series out, does it make the fact that Orlando was able to come back, and I'm afraid I'm answering my own question by saying in my opinion, yes, but does it make the Lakers or or the Suns have a much easier series now against the Celtics because if Boston does find a way to pull it out, they're going to have nothing left or very little left for an extended series versus Phoenix or L.A.
1: You know, it's funny. No, I don't. I don't think so, coach. No. Yeah, you're
2: talking. You think about this the Boston? You think this Boston team can come back and give the Lakers a battle?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because of, because of this, the uh, the way the NBA finals is set up, there's going to be what what what's the what nine weeks in between when the series ends and when the next one starts?
2: I think eight and a half.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't want to eight and a half weeks. You know, there's so much time in between series. That's a good point. And, and, and you know what? The Suns are giving the Lakers a, a handful too okay? So, uh, I I do hear what you're saying. It will be fractionally, it won't even be, it'll slightly possibly, but it's, no, I I, I don't see uh, a a gigantic issue in Edge either way. I I really don't see, because, I mean, the the, the Lakers are all of a sudden getting pushed too, a little bit, okay? Mm -hmm. And if you watch that series, as well as they're playing this beautiful open brand style of basketball, they're putting bodies on bodies in that series too, okay? So, the Lakers are getting a little beat up, so let's not just say because one team plays in the East and the other team plays in the West that the guys in the West aren't getting beat up at all either because it is professional basketball coach, so I'm going to say no, it doesn't matter.
2: Well put, my friend. Well put. I hope you're right, by the way. I'm root. I don't even care who wins. I just want to see a good series in the NBA Finals, a competitive series. Hey, finally, before we tune off, big story ongoing as we speak, I believe, and uh, we've got to be rooting for all the engineers down there and, And they were talking about the BP oil spill. They're trying something called a top kill today. And you know, you had mentioned Ken Hawk Harrelson talking about, you know, the umpires throwing a, calling a balk and throwing him out as a travesty. A travesty is what is happening out in the Gulf of Mexico, big dog. And it could get, it could get even worse. And I, I don't know, help me out here. Exactly what is the top kill and inherent is it? If it doesn't work. If it doesn't work, we take the risk of a bigger problem, do we not?
1: They're adding oil to the spill for some reason? Is that what is going on? It's mud, right?
2: Mud, okay. Yeah, it's mud and sand, and it it appears to be successful at this point. Ah, so we're getting early reports. Yeah, it, it, it it looks like it worked. Excellent. So they're basically repowering mud and water down the pipe, trying to hit it with enough force where it pushes back the oil. Which is amazing to even think it about. It stops the flow. Wow. Stops I mean, to, to, at, at how many feet below? 2,500, 5,000 feet? That's incredible. The problem, apparently, though, Big Dog, if it doesn't work, the oil that's coming out,
1: uh-huh.
2: if it doesn't work, it's going to explode and create even bigger areas for the oil to gush out. So we got to keep fingers crossed and hope that an already bad travesty does not become worse. Uh, gotcha,
1: Coach. Yeah, I know, honestly, I, I, that, that is, that's the most important thing going on in the world today. It's not yeah. Mark Burley getting thrown out of a
2: baseball game. No, so, uh, no. And I'm actually looking at a live feed of the of hole right now. Nothing's coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, so exactly. as of now, our, you heard it here first, folks. We are the eighth station to report. Not bad. Number eight. We are the eighth station to report that as of uh, 10, 54, and 53 seconds here on a beautiful Thursday, May 27th, the Top Kill Project successful thus far. Thus far, yeah. Let us hope when we reconvene tomorrow, Big Doe, we can say the same thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Beautiful.
2: All right. Anything else, Big Doe, before we uh, sign off? Anything on your? I know you take notes and research for the show. I'm sorry if we didn't get to it all.
1: Uh, well, you know, I just got to keep promoting myself, Coach. If you have a droid phone, make sure you get the Joel's Trivia apps. Please, please do it. Please okay. do it, people. And uh, watch blackandbluecity.com.
2: And you said the website, WCIU. WCIU, and if uh, thanks
1: to David Olson, it's one of the top five things at the, uh, at the top of the page. So if you yeah. just wait a second, it'll eventually be on there. You click on it, and then or, you can watch uh, the show that's up for, that we filmed yesterday, and also the previous nine or ten that we've already done.
2: I think what David said is there's little numbers up there. You don't have to wait. You just click number five. Click bl- number five, and it'll take you right to beautiful. Black Blue City. There it is. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Vote five. Joel Rodwanski, vote five. We'll be rooting for you, Big Duck. I appreciate it, Coach. My two sons are big fans. Well, uh, my, that, that, I'm glad somebody is, Coach. My wife, not so much, but my two fans enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, big I would have known that. Maybe you didn't marry up. <laughs> all right.
1: Be good, Big Doug. Uh, yeah, I shall go. Thanks a lot, Dave Olsen. All
2: right, there it is. Thanks for listening, everybody. We much, much appreciate it. We'll be back at you 10 o'clock tomorrow. Indie preview, French Open results, MLB recap, all the fun. Uh, two guys in the mic, talkzone.com, signing off. David Olson, our producer, thank you so much. Have a great day, everybody.